Hello, sisters, and welcome. Grab a drink and a familiar, cozy up by a bubbling cauldron, and join us for this meeting of the Sisters of the Night Caucus. Say hello, sisters. Hello, I am Katie. I'm Angela. And I am Shanna. And I'm Jillian. I almost forgot who I was. Uh, we have a delightful, amazing guest today. Um, you know, uh, we only have delightful, amazing guests, though, so this is par for the course, but we're still excited, uh, as always. Let's talk today about what's in our cauldron. Um, uh, so what what is making us happy? I have a happy. I have a weird, Just, weird just like... Happy. Watching everybody trying to like watching the the clockwork tick as everybody tries to figure it out. Oh no, um, I came into it with this. Okay, cool. We'll go for it then. It's really silly, and my closest friends know how. Normally, I despise despise clothing, fashion, shopping, all of it. Sure. Don't don't like it. So many reasons why. None of it against anyone or anything. Just personal. Um. I have to say, I have been uh, thoroughly enjoying refreshing my wardrobe. I'm very, very proud of myself because, um, you know, the pandemic hit and I was like, oh, I should refresh my wardrobe. And then the pandemic hit and I'm like, cool, I got plenty of jeans. Um, this is fine. Pajama pants. Who cares? But now I, I, I'm i in Harrisburg more like I got to do it. I got to do it. But I've yeah. actually enjoyed it. I'm getting out of my comfort zone and Angela has validated me and I feel good about it and I wore color like all day on Tuesday in the Capitol and like there was no black in my outfit and I'm very proud of myself and thank you Angela for your support of of your affirmation of my fashion in person and Jillian for looking at the pictures I was sending from the changing room mm -hmm. you absolutely look like a vision and very 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 fly very fly. Cool. Very fly. Excellent. We love Actually that. Love fashionable that. for once with no black. Very proud of myself. <laughs> you love to see it. Uh, who's next? I mean, I have some things, I suppose. Um, okay. I, I suppose I have some things. Um, number one, despite the fact that we got the, the briefest of... Uh, glimpse of, of summertime there for a little bit and then it was ripped from us yeah. and and now now we live in basically Seattle weather um I know that it is coming and that is enough that is enough for me it, just knowing that there there is no way that it is not going to be summer very very soon so close I was walking onto my porch and earlier this morning and the the post rain smell with the dirt and the freshness and the spring and all the pastas and the perennials popping up um it was the most beautiful smell and so that is very much in my cauldron very very much I am like already Every time it gets above 65 degrees, like I have restained my 
uh, patio furniture. I dug some new beds. I am like out there, like you cannot stop me, if, if it's, even if it's raining. Um, I am out there if it's over 65, preparing. New hot tub preparation, it is on site. Um, so all of these is on site, but yet not hooked up yet. So all of these, all of these things are keeping me going. Um, because we deserve it. We des we deserve a summer of happiness after all of this chaos. Um, and then also, yeah. very practically speaking, um, I have had a past couple weeks where I've been driving a ton, and um, I get really excited when I find a uh, podcast series that I haven't listened to yet that is enough to suck me in that I listen to the entire thing. Um, and is that podcast called Sisters of the Night Caucus? I know, th <laughs> I know this one. They better be listening. To she that. knows this one. I mean, I'd like to remind you, I live, I, it's a four hour drive to Harrisburg for me. I need like, I need series I, and I, and I like yeah. nonfiction too. So it's gotta be something exciting. I think, um, I've recommended before, um, the economist did a very long form on, um, uh, Chinese president, uh, G last year okay. that I really loved, uh, the Trojan horse affair was very, very good. But I recently, and I know I'm terribly behind in this, but I recently listened to um, all two seasons of um, Eli Honig's Up Against the Mob. Ooh. And, oh, it was so good. It's like, I was like 14 hours and I listened to, I just listened to it on two, two trips back and forth to Harrisburg. And it was tremendous. And uh, I highly recommend it to anyone. Very good car listening. Um, not boring at all. You get sucked right in. Nice. Excellent. Uh, Shanna. Do you, I am paying do you attention. Happiness? Sorry, do I have happiness? Oh, yeah. man. Uh, I'm a music teacher. In, yeah. in It's May by the point this comes out, right? Who has yeah, a concert yeah, yeah. scheduled literally during the PSSA window? So if you really want a glimpse into my mental state, yeah, no, but also whatever. <laughs> I only have 19 student days left, um, and then I get like I don't know, like seven days, like seven weekdays at home by myself because my kid will still be in school because my mm. school's done before his school and my husband will be at work and I will have days to literally just stare into the void and like man the thought of that is like really getting me through no but you know because I was working on it in our last episode also or our next episode I don't know my brain doesn't function mm -hmm. when we do this um I have 14 outstanding brilliant beautiful eighth grade band kids that will be moving up to the high school and so I've Aww. been working on little projects for them for their like moving up gift at our concert uh which is tomorrow by the time y'all are listening to this um mm -hmm. and so we played at the Capitol a couple months ago and I made these really cute little like photo collages of our trip and how beautiful they all were and then on the other side I printed out the great gate of Kiev painting because we're playing pictures at an exhibition and I'm writing them all little personal notes. And then I'm putting them in these cute little double frames and I'm on my last one right now. Um, and I have only cried like twice, 
while doing it. And Thursday, I'm going to be a complete basket case presenting them to these children um, because for all the stress that is being a teacher Mm -hmm. in Pennsylvania right now, um, I have had one of the best years of my career and these kids are freaking outstanding. And I have honestly like my dream job right now and my soul is sustained by my work with my union and my kid is cute and all things considered like shit could be worse so it's true it's true is that cauldrony enough <laughs> that's beautiful that's, that, that is plenty good. plenty cauldrony um uh what what do i got what do i got um I, I will say this so uh in as much as everything is stressful all the time always um i am in the midst of running for the dnc and here is the thing that has made me happy in it and I, I will say it makes me happy and also makes me intensely uncomfortable because I do not enjoy it when people tell me that I'm good at things. Uh, <laughs> uh, but honestly, just the support that I've gotten from people and the validation has been um, really beautiful. And uh, I, I wish everyone you know. could have seen us shaking our heads at you. When you I know. I know. Head. Everybody... I just had to add it for the sake of the listener that, you know, but shaking our heads at you both out of frustration because you're obviously brilliant (laughs) and we all love you, but also because we all feel like that. Yes. Like I think every single one of us has like imposter syndromes, imposter syndrome, Mm -hmm. even though we're all freaking amazing at everything we do because we just are. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, listen, um, if you ever feel like you want to feel better about yourself, sit down and try to write a letter about why you. uh, And uh, if you're going to have to list all the things that you've done, uh, and then it will be very hard to disagree with when people say that you're very accomplished. Um, I will say thank you. Um, and I will still feel intensely uncomfortable, but, um, but yeah, it's nice. It's nice. I can't help it. <laughs> I can't help it. It's, uh, it's, you know, you know, um, yeah. I'm just going to say though, that for any of our listeners who might be, uh, voting members of the Pennsylvania state democratic party, there is a vacancy in our DNC members. And I'm just saying, clearly the coven supports Jillian Kratzer for that vacancy. I'm just just saying. Thank you. Uh, it's full on endorsement. Full on endorsement. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, we don't even need a voting meeting. No. No, no it's, it's no. unequivocal uh, support. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm terribly sorry, Jillian. It comes with no pack money. Just a little uh, bit. <laughs> Believe me, I know I handle our finances. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah is this this where we say join the patreon uh yes (laughs) yes this is where we say this is where we say join the patreon (laughs) not to give me money but just well to give but so our producer money money, (laughs) so that we have money to give to our producer for producing um in any case uh you know we've all figured out a reason to feel good ish 
um, in these trying times. And uh, what more can you ask for? Uh, all right. Well, Katie, would you like to introduce our esteemed guest? Oh, yes. All right. Absolutely. Very esteemed. So today we have Representative Mary Jo Daly. Yay. Woo! Um, so uh, Mary Jo was first elected in 2012. I really need to figure out how to make this bio shorter, but um, she grew up in uh, Narberth with six younger siblings, attended college and got an associate's degree in medical secretarial science, uh, worked at a uh, hospital, married her high school sweetheart, but then got divorced and was a single mother. I'm trying to inject some drama into this, but <laughs> she continued her studies, earning a bachelor's degree in business administration from Wharton at UPenn, uh, became very intrigued with um, a policy course offered by the Fells Center, uh, returned to school to get her master's degree in public administration. Oh, a single mother. Um, but uh, also includes, you know, 20 years in various administrative and finance positions um, and began really in 1992 in the world of politics, where she served for 20 years as a member of the Narberth Borough Council, including 10 years as council president. And often, this I will lift up because you know it's a drum that I beat all the time, often cites her years on Borough Council as invaluable experience for serving as a state representative. Currently, she serves as the majority chair of the House Tourism and Economic and Recreational Development Committee, co-chair of the Bicameral Bipartisan Women's Health Caucus, co and co-chair of the House Irish American Caucus. She's also a member of the House Rules Committee. And we have so many different directions we can go down, but we've picked a few. Welcome, Mary mm -hmm. Jo Daly. Thank you, Katie Bloom. It's lovely to be here with all of you. <laughs> <laughs> we've still, we've, I'm surprised we've still kept it pretty appropriate. Mostly me. Um, this is, yeah. Uh, so just to, you know, there's a many, many things that we could discuss with you because you've had a great little over a decade in the state house. And I know there's a lot of fascinating things that you can talk about, but one of the big reasons that we brought you on one of the two, um, is you are the co-founder of Emerge Pennsylvania, along with representative Tina Davis Mm -hmm. And three of the four hosts on today are actually graduates of Emerge Pennsylvania. Are Pro we, Shanna, what year were you? We're in order. We're in order? 16, 17, and 18. Nope, I was 19. Yeah. Oh, you were 19? Uh -huh. Yeah, I ran we in 18, and then I learned how to we run. Oh, <laughs> that's why I get confused. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So, so in any case, Emerge, a very big part uh of all very big deal for all of us <laughs> yes um so why why did you you and tina found emerge um i did not know tina davis very well at all but um she kept talking about this emerge organization and i never really had a chance to listen to her fully but in 
you know, 2014, there were a whole crew of women. It was supposed to be the year of the woman winning, you know, running for election in the state house. And it ended up not being a very good year for women. And we decided, a few of us, that we should get everybody together. And because it's it's so difficult to run for office and lose, no matter what office it is. It's just, it's just dif- difficult and you feel all by yourself. So we decided that we would... Uh, invite all of the women who would run for the state house to lunch at Marion Moskowitz house in, um, she lives right on the edge of Valley Forge Park in Chester County. And we're sitting around the table and just sharing, people were sharing their stories and Tina talked and then Tina really talked about Emerge and it felt like the first time that I'd spent this much time with her and listened to what she was saying about Emerge and it just gelled with something I have cared about since I ran for office in 1991 to be on the Narberth Borough Council. I started to see then when I got elected that how few women there were in uh, public office. And I, I met people like Allison Schwartz who was a state Senator and Connie Williams who was very active in my local democratic committee and just you know thinking about women running for office. So we had this five county democratic women's leadership initiative that was around um, around that same time. And it kind of fell apart because we just didn't, we needed money to pay an executive director. So this idea that Tina had with um, becoming, well, Emerge America existed and it was um, in 14 different states. It had been started in California 20 years before that. And Tina was talking about it. And I said, you know what? This is something I really care about. I would like to work with you on it. So they told us that if we if we raised $25,000, that we could become an Emerge uh, affiliate and we would be the 15th state. And everybody was looking at the 2016 election like this was gonna be a really important election. So. Uh, we worked from August through the fall, and in December, we by then we had raised our twenty-five thousand dollars, and and we started out. And they said, "Oh, well, you shouldn't do a class. You shouldn't do a class. It's too soon. You don't have enough time to plan it." Um, somehow, we met Ann Wakabayashi because we advertised for an executive director, and Ann came on, and Ann agreed with us that we should do a class, and so. Somehow we found 20, I think there were 25 women. If there weren't 25, there were almost 25 women who were interested in um, doing this. And we did the class. It was the very first one. And Carolyn committed, ended up like, she ended up running for the house uh, that year and won her election. So like immediately we had a victory in the Pennsylvania house, but we were all, I don't know if you remember that election, it was, oh, yeah. I mean, I think after that election, well, after crying for like what seemed a long time mm-hmm. and then realized, and that, but I, 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 I must have fallen back to sleep and I woke up again and I thought, well, you won your election, so you have a job to do. And the Republicans were still in charge. And I thought, you know what? You're never going to get anything done. So focus everything on Emerge. And 
that can be my contribution to the Pennsylvania House of Representatives, but also to all of the other, um, you know, local elections. So that was how we got it started. Um, and Carolyn Committee was our first victory. And we've had a lot of victories since that time. But when I think of Emerge, the idea that you recruit, train, mentor Democratic women to run for office at the local, state, and federal levels with a training program that isn't just a day, isn't just maybe a weekend, but it's six months and comprehensive, that it just sounded to me like like that would be an important thing that we could do for um, Democrats and especially Democratic women because we didn't, I mean, there were, I think Patty Kim got elected in 2012 when I did, Pam Snyder and um, Aaron Mulchaney. And we joined, I think Pam Delisio, Tina Davis, Martha Davidson, um, Phyllis Mundy, she had been the long time one. So it was just perfect. We really needed to elect more women. And, and that was the whole thing that really pushed me. And um, so we have been doing it. We've had classes ever since. It's changed somewhat because COVID really, you know, hurt it in some ways. Although we still had classes, we did them all uh, virtually. And um, we keep going on. We have 25 women in the class now. The calendar is a little different. We start in March and go through August, do our visit to um, Harrisburg in September for the graduation. And it's exciting because women are still excited about it. And it still makes me feel really happy. And I'll tell you that winning, winning the um, majority in uh, 2022 elections like I know that I put more money into HDCC than I ever had before. And last week we had a meeting with HDCC and they said, anyone who paid their full assessment, just go into the room next door. We have a little gift for you. And they had a gift and it's a nice mug and it says uh, majority maker. And that was really nice. And there was a handwritten note card in the box and I looked at it and it, it was a, you know, a thank you note for the contribution, but it also added, and your work with the merge has not gone unnoticed. And I have to tell you, it almost made me cry when I saw that because it's just, to me, it's the most, it's the best thing I've done since getting elected. Although now that we're a young majority, as long as we can keep it with Heather Boyd, who was in our very first class, um, it's exciting because I just feel like we can get so much good done. I'm you, you opened the door, but I am going to come back to more emerge things. <laughs> um, but Heather Boyd, uh, Jillian, don't you know Heather Boyd pretty well? I do know Heather Boyd. Heather Boyd, uh, is one of my emerge class sisters, um good lord she's just fantastic i love her so much and she's just one of the sweetest people and an incredibly hard worker 
and i know that she's gonna make a fantastic state representative yeah so if y'all haven't heard yet there is a special election in house district 163 in delaware county due to a resignation that was you know needed um but uh you need to you know contribute and knock some doors but i would love for mary joe to explain like why this special election is so critical and what makes a candidate like heather boyd who went through the emerge program one of the best possible people to run in a race like this sure it's important because right now we have a one-person majority democrats have a one-person majority in the pennsylvania house of representatives and The race that the special elections are two special elections, one in central Pennsylvania and one in Delaware County. One of them is a Republican area and we anticipate that a Republican will win that race. The race in Delaware County is incredibly important to us as Democrats to win that race because it is the only way we keep the majority that we have and can continue doing the work that's that's on our, you know that's really actually going to help Pennsylvanians. And I think um, last week we had three days of session where we had committee meetings and uh, voting um, on bills and it was just exciting. It was it was just exciting because democratic bills were brought forward, they passed um, and it it was just it was an amazing experience. I mean I've been there I'm in my 11th year and I never had three days like that, that were so amazing. So, and Heather Boyd, I think, you know, she is an amazing woman. And I remembered her and would see her periodically because she was working for Mary Gay Scanlon, who is now my Congresswoman. And I just think that she is, she will be a great addition to our our house and i'm just looking forward to it um i knocked on doors for her yesterday katie called me yesterday and i was driving down uh to um the 163rd district which i didn't really know exactly where it was so thank you for gps but it was it was it was good and you know like it's just it's an area where democrats are going to be there's a lot of democrats but they're going to be surprised to have a special election so we were out They've already been um, uh, either called or they had a door knock or in some way approached. So it was more, we were out there to just let them know how important it was. And um, we did not see a lot of people. I have a feeling we were in a neighborhood where a lot of folks are working on the weekends. And, um, but I, Jillian, I agree. Uh, Heather Boyd is a really special woman, and I think that she'll make a great state rep. And I woke up this morning thinking exactly that. Like, I woke up thinking, like, really good. <laughs> and how really terrific it would be to work with her. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, like, you know, frankly, just it's such a breath of fresh air to see the work happening with Democrats in the majority. And God, I don't want to lose that. <laughs> no, I don't I don't want to lose it either. I had a fundraiser this afternoon, which has been planned for, you know, a few months and I'd been making phone calls and it was really good that, um, you know, because I'm very blunt, I do, have not had a serious opponent in any of my races. So I raised money mm-hmm. 
so that I can help other people. And some of my um, donors don't really like that. Um, one of them who we had a long conversation, she said, I, I never liked it when that other person um, did it, but now you're doing it and I really like you. So I guess I have to accept this. <laughs> and I said, Julie, it's about the majority. It's about winning and keeping the majority. That's yeah. what this election is about. And we haven't given up on the central Pennsylvania race. We, there is a candidate, um, but you know, the numbers aren't as good. And, and people are apparently, the Republicans are apparently blaming Heather for the guy who left's issues, which seems like pretty ridiculous because it's like, geez. Well, <laughs> The house. heaven for a friend that a man be responsible for anything exactly exactly <laughs> anyway yeah credit women with control when we don't actually have it and when they can blame us on something mm -hmm. absolutely yeah that's uh that's what we do um we're running everything uh where were we katie you were going to talk more about emerge we were just talking about how delightful amazing heather is and stuff Oh, sorry. I, I had to step away for a minute. Did we cover the uh, yeah. um, importance of like, why? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We covered it. Okay. Okay, good. <laughs> so, sorry. So go help Heather Boyd, for God's sake. <laughs> uh, please. Yes. Uh, very much. Unless you want to see a really like a whole ton of like basically fascist constitutional amendments possibly pop up. Like, I really <sighs> don't want to be Florida. Absolutely. The abortion issue yeah. will come back. Um, you know, we we haven't completed the vote on the human uh, relations amendment and yeah. we need to do that. So, um, and we only have three days before that election left uh, to pass things. So I'm pretty sure we'll be voting on a lot of these important things, including um, some of the voter laws, giving enough time to the counties to pre-canvas, um, encouraging, you know, allowing people to get a mail ballot. Apparently the counties aren't really thrilled with this, but if we want more people to vote, we have to make it available so that they can vote. And we really do want more people to vote. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that's then, so good. There's definitely. Uh, and there's, there's even um, four gun related um, bills were passed out of judiciary last Wednesday. Oh, wow. So we should potentially be voting on them. Yeah. So these are things we couldn't do. And I feel like yeah. for good governance, for crying out loud, because um greg vitale in house ere one of the first things he did was pass through a, a bipartisan republican bill um that actually was you know could potentially be actually helpful you wouldn't necessarily think that and i'm not gonna remember uh chair vitale's quotes here but basically like we're not gonna do what has happened to us the last 10 years right and i think there's a level of statesmanship that the Democrats seem way more willing to participate in than what we've been going through the last 10 years. And that <laughs> will disappear if there is no House majority. And I think just for nonpartisan good governance for crying out loud. Yeah, so absolutely. That's a huge, huge issue. Yeah. Um, Angela, you came off mute. Did you have some a follow up on 163? No, I mean, <laughs> I just... I would just want to echo what everyone has said. I mean, we we cannot we cannot live in a Pennsylvania where 
all we are doing is fighting these constitutional amendments that that this is yeah. no way to run a state government no and i mean that's we know that that's what republicans will do is just try to legislate by amendment and yeah. basically i mean if you're listening and you know anyone in the 163 or even close you got to communicate with them that their reproductive freedom is totally on the ballot. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, well, that was doom and gloom after talking about the cauldron guess. I'm glad I put the cauldron <laughs> on our segment list. Good God. Yeah, we needed um, that. We, we definitely we, needed yeah. the, the cauldron. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When we're thinking about this, we needed the cauldron asks. So going back to emerge, knowing that Fe- uh, Heather Boyd, in House District 163 special election on May 16th in Delaware County that everyone should canvas for, contribute to, make phone calls for. Uh, again, that name is Heather Boyd, HD 163, um, <laughs> is an emerged Pennsylvania graduate. Um, but what kind of kinds of things uh, we are, at least three of us are already know this, um, but what kinds of things do members of emerge students in emerge we call ourselves emerge sisters uh sisters in emerge um it is almost like a weird political sorority in a very good way um Mm -hmm. what kinds of things do they learn about during these six months of training so uh three of you probably know this much better than i do but uh i know that there's um presenting yourself like I think in the beginning, there was a whole of Emerge, there was a whole thing about talking about and being your authentic self so that you can present yourself to the public as someone uh, who they would want to see in an elected office. I don't know that they have the same emphasis on it. I think the training may have changed just a slight bit, but I still think that that's an important aspect to it, that you really, you know, talk about like why you, why you want this and I mean, just from interviewing women uh, to get into the class, you know, they tell you that they tell you why why they're interested, and it's it's there's so many different reasons why pe- why women are interested in running. Um, but I, so they do that, and then I know there's fundraising training, there's um, budgeting for your campaign, there's the social media aspect of it, there's the I think one of the strongest things happened, and it's not really a class, I don't think, but it's just the fact that people are together is the relationships that they build with the other women in the class. That is one, because every time I hear people talk about it, they want to know what class you were in. And you just did that a little bit earlier. Mm -hmm. And, you know, but there's, there's those really amazing connections. I learned everything I learned about running for office by running and then having, you know, like probably making mistakes and, you know, running for borough council is not as big of a race, but you still need to know things. And um, it's not as big as, you know, a state house or Congress, which we've had people, you know, take the training for the, those in state Senate. But I think the local government is, it, as you said in my bio, I, I really do believe it's a great training. So even figuring out which office you want to run for, because I think a lot of people don't actually know what they want to run for, but they know that they want to do something and they want to get started in some way. And so I think 
I'm assuming that there's conversations about that. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, or there are, I, I may have missed things. I know it goes on for six months for a pretty much a full weekend, mm -hmm. six full weekends. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know when I was there, um, and I, I assume this is an ongoing thing, but like, I think one of the really important parts for me was, um, we had some people from labor come in um, and talk about like, you know, what they want to see in a candidate. Um, and you know, how you interact. Cause I, I know from like working with candidates in my area, mm -hmm. um, you know, people don't know how to get an endorsement. They don't know who to ask. Um, and so that's just all, that was all just incredibly important information. I, so it's part of the planning, I guess, then, yeah, because I know that yeah. we still have had a strong relationship with, with the unions. They've been, they've yeah. helped us out financially with keeping things going and they offer us places to hold the training. Um, and yeah, public speaking is another thing I didn't mention, but I that's oh, one yeah. of the things that's really helpful. And I think they don't they video mm -hmm. when you're public. Yeah, speaking? They do. Yeah. <laughs> I still don't like to watch videos of my nope. myself. <laughs> nope. Yeah. I so. I am so glad that I talk in my current job to print reporters and occasionally radio and never have to be on TV because I <laughs> nope. Nope, nope. I mean, well trained on that. Just never want to do it if I don't have to. But I do want to go back to that first class where you're talking about uh, being your authentic self and, and you know, like the 30 second elevator pitch and things like that. I would just like to remind Jillian as she is still, you know, making these DNC calls, like go go back to your, your training there, my dear. Um, as she rolls, rolls her eyes at me in this audio format. Um never let it go no never gonna let it never. go um but i think things that i remember is like there's the endorsements there's you know even just learning how to utilize the voter database and how to talk to voters and look at all of that stuff you know there's a lot of but i i will say that there's very much the networks and the connections and I definitely have to say, like, the the pre-pandemic classes, if you will, through 2019, um, I think a lot of us are still really pretty tight. And think of, like, mm -hmm. uh, Lindsay Williams, yeah, uh, Katie Muth. Lindsay was class of 17. She won in 18. Katie Muth. Excuse me. Lindsay Williams. 16. Lindsay Williams was in, was in my class. class. She was 16. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting the years confused because anything that happened before the pandemic, <laughs> like whatever. Um, yeah, <laughs> but like there's some amazing eMERGE graduates sitting in the state house. There's great eMERGE graduates sitting, you know, in local offices. There's some who are running right now who are in the class right now. I just looked at the list of every I looked at the alumni list. I did send in the typo information to Rebecca. Uh, <laughs> But like looked at that list of everybody who's running is like, there's there's a lot of us out there and it keeps growing, but it's a network. I got a call from somebody who took a virtual class, I think in 20, maybe. I think that's who it was. And they're running for a city council somewhere. And they're like, you're an Emerge alumni. And I'm like, I'm going to give you $25 because you're an Emerge alumni. Um, so there's really like a network and a base that's built 
that I think is beyond the technical training kind of stuff. It's a support system in a way. And that to me was always one of the really special kinds of things about it because I even remember candidates. I remember an emerged woman calling and she was, and I think HTCC wanted her to do certain, I, I guess some of the, the lit that she had, they wanted her to do it a certain way and she wasn't comfortable with it. And I just said, well, whose name is on the lit? And she said, it's my name. And I said, you need to be really comfortable with what you're putting out. And, you know, so go back and stick up for yourself. And I, I, she didn't end up getting elected, but, you know, I, I feel like there's so many people telling you what to do and how you have to do it and when you're going to do it and how much money you're going to raise. And I hate to say it, but so much of this is so long ago because my toughest races were always running for borough council because we always had opponents for those jobs. <laughs> but, but the state house is such an opportunity to just be all over the place and learn so many things. And my husband is my best critic because he's uh, actually, he's my best person at saying you're doing a good job because he said, you've gotten so much better since when you but I think, I do think that the camaraderie and the networking is just something that, you know, I'm hoping lasts for a long time uh, for women because like, I still remember like Allison Schwartz and Allison Schwartz still donates every year to Emerge. And I don't even have to ask her. And, but she's one of the women who I remember talking about when she was a Senator and there weren't a lot of women in the Senate. She said, oh, my God, they didn't even know what you were talking about sometimes when you were talking about women's issues, especially bodily issues. She says, oh, yes, she said they, and, and she's been just a tremendous supporter of this organization. And I think it's because there's so many of us who are doing it who you really see women just know stuff. I mean, men know stuff, too. But we don't know. We have to grant that. But we know things that they really don't know. So we really need the voice of women in any elected body, anyone. It's just so important. So two more questions around Emerge. Who should do it? Is there a perfect candidate or is it a free-for-all? Um, when we're interviewing people, sometimes it depends on how many applicants you have. When uh, in 2017, I think we had 75 applicants and 25 slots. So, and then uh, last year, I think we had 25 applicants for 25 seats. So I think everybody got in. Um, because if they even know about Emerge and they're thinking about running, we want to, we want to, we want to take them on. Um, sometimes, you know, like, so it really does depend on the numbers because we are trying to get 25 women to each class and we'd love to be able to grow beyond that, but we haven't financially, we, we just can't do that yet. But, um, it's just interesting doing the interviews with women because you remember it's a big, long application and then you have interviews and then we have this big board meeting and we have to, you know, like go through each person and we score them. Um, and so it's very difficult, but I, I don't think there's a 
perfect one because a lot of times they already know if they want to run for school board or if they want to run for municipal government or county or state house. I mean, you're just kind of weighing all of those factors, how they present themselves. And sometimes, I mean, we had a fight to get one person on because they said, somebody said, oh, she's done all these trainings. She's done all kinds of trainings. And we, you know, like we don't need to give her any more training. And some of us fought for her to be in the class because it was really clear she wanted to run for the state house. And that we thought that we had something to add to the training that she had gotten and uh, she got in. So I, I don't think there's a perfect candidate. I think that you can learn to do a lot of the things. And, you know, when you look at a body like the Pennsylvania House with 203 people, I mean, we're all really different. So, it, but, but we take the interview process really seriously. And I think that that's the big decider. And I can still remember interviewing some of the women who came in. They were just like, some people do come in and you're immediately impressed. It was like, oh, gotta have that person. Um, and some people, you know, like people, some are noisy, some are quiet. Some seem to have a sense of humor. Some have know exactly what they want to do. It's just very diverse. And I, that, well, that's another thing that I always loved about Emerge is the like absolute, and actually there's a session on this, is also leaning into equity principles as well and diversity principles, which is huge. Oh. But I remember there's a, um thinking about the people who that person you just mentioned who had already had those trainings um when i applied for it i had switched jobs and part of my new job was helping to train municipal candidates like i've worked campaigns right like i knew what to do i knew all this stuff and i go into an emerge and i'm like i did not know these things i did not know these things as a candidate i only knew these things as a campaign worker not the candidate so like you know sure like i could build a call time sheet but i didn't know how to make the ask right so like there's things like that that i think are you can have all the trainings in the world but there's like a, a network there and support system that's critical um i agree so um before we get to the next to the final the final final question that shanna loves um what <laughs> I know. I know. Um, what are three things, give or take, that you would say to a woman who's considering running for office, any office? Okay. So I have a post-it note that I made in, I think, August of 2012. And I was came home from having dinner with a bunch of friends, women Democrats, and the conversation at dinner was, how do we get more women to run for office? And my thing was, you know, like you can't win if you don't run for one thing. So, you know, you have to just do it. But so I came home from that dinner though. And on this piece of paper, it says the goal, a seat at the table, how to attain the goal, just go for it. No whining no asking permission. And I can barely read this one. Oh, I was looking at women who have the credentials, but then I also have a note to talk to Leslie Richards and how did she do it? Because 
Leslie Richards, I met her when she was going to run for county commissioner. Mm. And that was a big stretch. She was a township supervisor, but she was going to run for county commissioner. And I just really, somebody wanted me to talk to her. And and when I met her, I was just immediately impressed with her. And we've been friends, I think, ever since then. But I just thought it was funny that I actually had her name on this post-it note. (laughs) But I think that the, the, the whole thought is that, you know, like, you can do it. You don't have to wait. For somebody to ask you because that was one thing that people kept saying when we were starting merge that oh you have to ask women seven times before they'll you know say yes mm-hmm. and i think that uh i had not waited i had nobody asked me to run for borough council i just thought i can do that i lived in this town longer a bunch of those people that are on borough council and besides they're not paying attention to the democrats in this town and the Democrats need a voice. And so I ran and, oh my God, I won. It was like amazing, big surprise. But so I I think I tend to think of that kind of thing when I think of women. Shanna? Do you want to like radically change course in this conversation? <laughs> we don't have to. We is don't that, have to. Is that what you're going for? Um. <laughs> So here's why it's important for women to do a merge and to get elected so that they can help with this next subject, which we're going to switch to, which is the Ah, the ah. Pennsylvania state song. Listen, you know, like you knew, we didn't even have to tell you. Um, This song is like a hot topic right now. We've only been beating this drum for three seasons of this podcast. Uh, But these lovely women on, on here um, laughed at me when I mentioned this, like in season one, that I used to have it's, to teach yeah. this to my elementary oh, school. Yeah, right. Okay. Oh. So like, yeah. none of them had ever heard it. They had no idea. And no, we had no idea. Like, I would like to to say you're welcome again for bringing this joy <laughs> into all of your lives, and making you have yeah. to listen to it week after mm-hmm. week after week. Um, <laughs> first graders, you had to teach it. Uh, I taught it because this is really. I important. taught it to third grade third grade or maybe it was fourth I don't know I haven't taught little children that that age in a long time but it was it was my like lower elementary um and we did the 50 nifty united states it was third grade because we did 50 nifty united states which is like a bop Taylor Swift knows that song like everyone knows that I could still tell you all 50 states in alphabetical order because I can sing that song it's already happening in my head right right and then I had to follow it up with the Pennsylvania state song and I was like why (laughs) which is such a downer bring down the mood bring down the mood it was so bad um and so they all thought this was funny and then we kind of hatched this this plan over the last three seasons where we Mm. are on a mission to get this song tossed and replaced with something better and so um, Angela can maybe explain the idea for Penavision better than I can. Mm-hmm. My my stake in this is this song sucks. Oh, my God, please. Can we change it? And then they are the creative <laughs> geniuses who have all the plans <laughs> for how we're going to make this happen. But we're going to need your buy in because you actually have a little bit of power here. So well, Angela, paint a picture. Envision this for a moment. <laughs> Envision the eyes, the eyes of the nation are upon us as we embark upon a once in a generation 
attempt to showcase <laughs> the breadth and wonder and depth of what Pennsylvania really is through a song contest, a song contest. <laughs> it's called Penavision. 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 It's like, like Eurovision. Eurovision. Yeah, it's like, like Eurovision. Eurovision. And each county, each county may have one song that they put into the competition. And, and then we allow them to compete. And, and and the sky's the limit here. I mean, oh yeah. I want you to imagine pierogies on skates, um, you know, <laughs> things that pre pretzels, uh, gritty dancing pretzels, gritty. Yeah. yeah. I, I I want you to imagine that the whole United States becomes enraptured with this competition that is showcasing <laughs> the full culture. Of Pennsylvania, and I think that if we embarked upon such a um, inclusive and exciting endeavor, that um, a it would be really good for the state, and b we would end up with a song that more represents the people of Pennsylvania. And in Europe, just like Eurovision, you know, people in Europe vote for the mm -hmm. Eurovision contestants, kind of like the whole American Idol thing, you know? And we want Pennsylvania yeah. we want Pennsylvanians to advance the next people. And I mean, yep. like, think of the musical talent in this state. You know, you've got the roots so much musical Billy. Talent. Taylor Swift grew up in, like, Reading or wherever. You know, we've got, we've got talent from Pennsylvania. I mean, if you are originally a Pennsylvanian, like, if you happen to come back and help your home county, I won't be disappointed. <laughs> um... <laughs> You know, yeah. sky's, sky's the limit. Yeah, sky's the limit here. Yeah, I mean, one little known fact is like we could get Steely McBeam from the Steelers team, maybe like throwing a little Western Pennsylvania. Little known fact: listen to the episode with Sarah and Murado because when she was an intern, she had to dress up as Steely McBeam. Uh, <laughs> before he I mean, had a name. Before he had a name. Before he had a name. We're like Sorry. writing the tourism plan for you. Oh guys, yeah, at this point, it's, right? I mean, like. Well, we should be on a Pennsylvania Tourism Council. Yes. On, say. <laughs> so Joe Sreesey has been complaining about the Pennsylvania song <laughs> for three years. And he keeps saying, can't you do something? And I keep saying, well, what do you want to do? Why don't you <laughs> do something? Because he's got all kinds of connections with musicians and, you know, the, the arts world. And so, but this is, a pretty steady conversation that we have. And this Pennsylvania song that is in place now was done with a contest, but there's actual legislation done by state representatives with the words of the songs, and then they voted on them. So we've been trying to figure out how to do this. So I cannot wait to see Joseph the plan <laughs> tomorrow and let him know that there are people out there besides you who are talking about this. And we I, are his people. You <laughs> yeah, are. Tell, him, tell him to That's come. Right. Tell him to come. We, we I are just ready. Have notes. I just took notes. Good. Soft um, story from a real Pennsylvania music teacher. I mean, I live 15 minutes from the Capitol. I will come up there and lobby in person. <laughs> this is great. So um, 
I would love to do something like this. I, I mean, it's been, he's easy to, you know, give a hard time to Joe is cause Wait, he imagine, but for three years, seriously, we've been talking about this. Imagine oh. if like Bob Casey was the host of Penavision. Uh, <laughs> and well, before, before he introduces each County's submission, he can have a little Pennsylvania history nerd moment and point to the map. I mean, come on. You've got like high TV ratings with this idea. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I think this is great. I really do. And am I the first rep that actually reacts? Oh, no. Right? Oh, no. Or they know it. There's only no, been, like, it, well, only a few reps have known the song already. Yeah. Um, but every person that we have had them listen to the song, like a couple of times we had people listen to the song for the first time and like got to watch them react to <laughs> it. And I will say of all of the uh, folks, I think there were only like two who were kind of like, before I vote on anything, I'd want to hear the song, you know, you know, waffling yeah. a little bit, you know, freshman. <laughs> everyone else, everyone else is like, like you know oh, what? Yeah, I'll this song is garbage. Let's go. <laughs> this is great. And I think that um, the crux was when we all had to hear it at the inauguration this year. Oh, I didn't, I must not have been in the room at that time. Mm-hmm. Or did they play it? They did it during the actual inauguration? Outside. Yeah. It didn't Outside, they? yeah. We, we could not always hear them. Mm-hmm. We were way over on the other mm-hmm. side and um, the the sound system was not really as good as you would want it to be. Although maybe oh. we got lucky. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say at that yeah. moment, it was a blessing. Yeah. yeah. I again just want to always say every time we talk about this, it was not the children singing. They are delightful. No, it's not their fault no. that this not song is bad. They had to sing trash. <laughs> and yeah, when I um Katie sent me the agenda and I saw that and I thought it was a joke. No. No, we are we so also serious. think it's a joke. <laughs> we 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 are so serious about this. Oh, that's great. I can't I wait mean, to Joe. Is I mean, there an appropriations that, line item we could get in June to fund Panavision? <laughs> well, we also have the 250th anniversary of the country coming Ooh. up in 2026, which is too long to wait, but it's a perfect reason to have a new song. I think. Yeah. We could uh, put this out to the schools. I get the Music Ed Association on board here, ooh. like student composition so contest. Can I, can I offer all of you as um, people who will work with us on this? Oh, oh heck yeah. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. All, right. all right. That's great. That's great. <laughs> I mean, Shanna's probably our resident expert, frankly, mm-hmm. if we're being this honest. It's literally but, my job. <laughs> but, but we are down. Well, you saw my face when you said you had to teach it to these little kids. I thought, oh my God, that's so terrible. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't they think really anybody had ever like had to. I never heard of it until like a couple of years ago. Yeah, I also had to teach them our alma mater. Like it was like a super old curriculum. I probably could have just not done it, but I'm a perfectionist and I can't cut corners. Like I don't know how, um, which is my fault. I did this to myself by wanting to be good at my job. I guess. Well, thank um, you. <laughs> Maybe helpful in moving this whole movement hey, forward. Look, great. My suffering was for the greater good. <laughs> We have been doing constituent advocacy on this for for three years now with anyone who comes onto this podcast. And we have had, and I do believe there is even now a a congresswoman, a new congresswoman Mm -hmm. who might be able to help push from the federal level because she doesn't really care for this song either. (laughs) 
Listen, I, I think I, I, we really got to hone in on the fact that no one has an emotional attachment to this song because no. despite the fact that it sounds like it's from the 20s, it was passed in the 90s. Yes. Which yeah, is I so couldn't bizarre. remember when, but... Like, I know Lois Haggerty was the state representative from the 148th, and I keep trying to count back, and then I get lost in doing that. How many terms did she? But I saw her name on it, and she, she's a lobbyist now, and I love her. She was a Republican state House member, but she was she's great. She's a Democrat now. That's so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, it's remember. that's the other thing is we're always we always ask people that don't know that haven't heard it before. We're like, hey, when do you think that this became the state song? And to a person, everybody's like, I, I don't like the like the 1800s. <laughs> we're like, we're like, no, no. 1992. <laughs> Absolutely. It's but, hard. No. There is a yeah. slight caveat to this, though. I think okay. no matter what happens with a new state song that I'm remaining hopeful on, I think the honorary state song should probably always be the Pennsylvania polka. Amen. Just honorary. Like we know it's like, it's the pop culture state song, the honorary state song, no matter <laughs> what the legislation says. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to argue with you. Yeah. Like there's going to I mean, be too many people in the fire halls and the moose lodges who are like, no, I, I would hope that Allegheny County uh you know submits uh a hype version of the pennsylvania polka mm. i mean they're gonna do what they're gonna do well, they're gonna do what they're gonna do go so big or go home d, this is yeah. small d democracy at work yeah sequined pierogi costumes bring your a game baby that's right that's right <laughs> oh thank you so much I, that's I was when that was actually a question it was like oh my god this is perfect <laughs> i'm mostly impressed that we've managed to keep this going for three years and now look at us now this <laughs> <laughs> is what happens I, when you persevere <laughs> i will also add um then could we never do, we do need to wrap it up i remained completely yeah. appropriate and i'm just now saying fake dicks uh, because it's very hard to have anything inappropriate when I'm talking to to somebody that we politically respect because of a merge. But I still said it. So well, there it's you go, because in preparation for our mail-in ballots and the special ele election, you just wanted to mm -hmm. remind everyone to vote harder. Yes, vote harder. Vote harder. Vote harder, yeah. I might send send the hilarious picture out to our Patreon subscribers. As a reminder. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, so Katie. who are your Patreon subscribers? Oh, so uh, we have uh, we have lots a, of people we, from all over. Yeah, they're from all over the state, and um, some of them are um, just listeners who want to follow along and have greater conversation. There's some county chairs. Mm -hmm. There's candidates, former candidates, mm -hmm. a lot of really smart people. Mm -hmm. That's great. I'm going to look you up and add you to my. Um podcast if um the other fun thing about our patreon you can join the discord server but even though there's a cost affiliated with the patreon we do have a level where somebody can sponsor somebody else and we have an application process and if anyone knows anything about us let's just say it's not the most serious application process but it's a good one it's it's an amazing so how do you get that 
Yeah, uh, I I believe that we have it linked on our website. Um, but all yeah, so it, it's it's there. Um, and the, you know, like Katie said, the questions are one of the questions is what is the most cursed spot in Pennsylvania? Um, and someone once said <laughs> the escalator in the Capitol building. Yeah, they're probably not wrong. So uh, obviously that person got in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and also like the, uh, if you had to do, what was it? There's a smell. There's, isn't there a smell one? Oh yeah. There's one about smell. And I don't remember what I don't remember what it does. It sounds like a fun application. It is, yes. Yes. It is. is. (laughs) The goal of it is to entertain us, frankly. Yeah. Yeah. This is what we've told people is please um we want you to entertain us with your answers. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for and putting the spotlight you. on uh, Emerge and on Heather Boyd, who's running for the 163rd House District in Delaware County. Mm-hmm. Um, we love to do it. And thank you so much for joining us. It's been fun. It has been fun. Yes. Uh, and now we're going to bring this train in for a landing. Um. This is like your Again. every episode thing. This Katie is your every my every episode thing. thing. It's landing bringing trains. the train in for a landing. <laughs> I have fake dicks. You have trains who land. Okay. Trains, my trains land. Uh, so, you know, today, the day that you are hearing this, if you're listening on the day it comes out, it is May 10th. Uh, no, that's wrong. May 4th. Third. Third. Whatever. <laughs> it's a day in May. It's this coming week. I don't know the days or the times or anything. And uh, May 3rd, it's coming out. So you've still got time to get on mobilize.us slash PADEMS. Find a canvassing event. Um, If you're close to the 163rd, you better get out there. You better knock those doors. Um, you know, make your phone calls or whatever. Uh, if you're very far away from the 163rd, uh, I'm here to tell you that you have local candidates that you could be out there for. Uh, and if not them, statewide judges. Uh, because listen, we can't, you know, you, you gotta do it. Uh, so make sure you keep that knocking hand in good working order uh, and go get some practice. <laughs> It's um, uh, a there's a technique to it. <laughs> boop boop boop. Yes, yes, there is. <laughs> because just if like, you honestly, if you don't knock those doors right, your hand will get very sore very fast. <laughs> just true. Yeah, it's true. Uh, is that an occupational hazard? If yes, like I believe organizer. it is. Is there are there OSHA standards for door knocking? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna make some now that we there can have some. <laughs> That's yeah, the benefit we're... of when you get to knock when it's cold out and you get to wear the gloves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, the gloves are helpful because you just need take castanets. Don't knock the door. Just shake castanets <laughs> loudly outside. Yeah, there you go. This is why um, you keep me around. That's it. Is it is. Uh, so do please make sure that you go do whatever you can for uh, candidates all over the state, most especially Heather Boyd in the one sixty third. 
Uh, and, uh, you know, with that, I would like to say one more time, thank you so much to uh, Representative Mary Jo Daly. Thank you to my sisters, uh, Katie, Angela, and Shanna, and um, also a shout out to all of my Emerge sisters all over PA. Uh, thank you to our amazing, magical, mysterious producer, Dr. Ack. And of course, don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Night Caucus. Subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your pods. And uh, come join our community by becoming a Patreon supporter. Um, and go help Heather Ward get elected.